Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to Emmy-nominated casting director Theo Park about her work on Ted Lasso. Park is a past Emmy nominee for the show in 2022 and a winner in the Outstanding Casting for a Comedy Series category in 2021. Thank you for having me. It's very kind of you. No, I'm so thrilled. I have to say, I I mean, I've talked to several um, Ted Lasso individuals over the years. And um, I mean, it's it's been so special for me. I mean, especially this season with the the queer story arc that really sort of just like broke my heart into a million pieces and like such a oh, Billy Harris. Like, yeah. It, I it was, love Billy Harris. You do. Oh, yeah. It just. Uh, I don't know. You just don't get a lot of those stories all the time. And so when you do, and especially on a show that just reaches the masses like you guys have, it's just, it's so special. And then you get to share it with, I mean, your like my parents, my sister, like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's lovely. And I'm so just absolutely so thrilled to be chatting with you because I mean, the, the characters that you've brought to the screen um, ultimately through casting is, I mean, why we are all so lucky to have this show. Um, oh, that's so nice to hear. I was, I was really thrilled when I heard that Billy was getting a proper storyline for season three. And, and then, you know, and then when I heard what the storyline was, I just thought, oh, this is going to be wonderful. Cause I just knew with those writers that it would be handled correctly. And I'm glad that you feel the same. Mm, no, absolutely. Um, and it, it's just there's so many storylines. It's like the mental health storyline too that is so 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 paramount and so important. And, oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, there's just so much uh, to take away from it, um, which sort of guides me into my first question for you. I mean, you this obviously has been such an incredible journey for you, and I mean, what do you ultimately take away from this particular experience? Because I I can only imagine it's unlike any that you've had so far. Yes, it it really is. Um, and it came to me out of the blue, um, season one, when Jason, when I got an email from Jason saying, do you want to meet me for, for about to talk about um, my, my show that I'm going to be shooting in London? I was totally bowled over, but he, um, he got a recommendation from a friend of mine called Alison Jones, who's a fabulous casting director based in Los Angeles. And, and he, she, he asked her who, he should use to cast his show in London and thankfully she suggested me and he listened to her um but it was it's kind of been a real culmination of of my hopes and my dreams from since I was a teenager I've always wanted to work in comedy um and you know and now I'm on on this hit show (laughs) working with people in comedy literally at the top of their game um I'm part of a, a magical wonderful process it's kind of life-changing really Mm, no I I can only imagine and I mean what what was the challenge I mean over each of the seasons I mean starting with season one and then you go into season two and then finally season three I mean what were each of those sort of like specific challenges that you had to had to sort of nail on the head 
Yeah. Okay. So I suppose, well, season one, the biggest challenge was probably Rebecca. Um, they actually brought me on early to really focus on her and trying to find her. Um, there were maybe some aspirations that we might cast up. And when I say that, I mean, casting someone who's sort of known internationally, sort of more of a famous person. Um, and so we did talk long and hard about people um, of that ilk. And we just weren't quite getting there. You know, some people passed. We, we sent scripts out to people and they just weren't interested, idiots. <laughs> 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 and, um, and well, because people didn't know what the show was. They were, you know, probably sent the pilot script and they just thought, okay, well, well what is this? But now everyone's watched it and everyone completely gets it and, you know, how wonderful it is and how it's not just a comedy. It has real heart and soul, you know, in it and drama and um, important storylines, as you said. Um, but yes, it was a challenge finding her. And when we were able to then start auditioning, women it was quite late in the process actually that Hannah Waddingham walked in and totally nailed it <laughs> as is the way and then I think another another real challenge was finding Keely we auditioned lots of women for Keely and again no one was really nailing it um and then I think it was Jason who thought of Juno and who didn't have to, she didn't have to audition. He actually knew her. He was quite friendly with her and just pitched it to her on a phone call. And she said, yes, how lucky are we? Oh my God. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Juno Temple. I never thought she'd say yes, but she did. <laughs> and I mean, those two, I mean, Juno and Hannah, I mean, what a, what a combo because that too is so integral to the storyline. Um, oh yeah. So long and those two don't match. And it's like, but I heard, like chemistry, you guys didn't do chemistry reads, correct? We did not. We did We did one. We flew Hannah Waddingham out to meet Jason in LA and he read opposite her. Um, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but everybody else was just off a tape or, you know, they met me, but then, you know, I just shared tapes. And um, um. Jason's really good at casting. He always gets it right. Always. He hasn't made a bad decision on anyone, not, you know, not even a day player. He's, yeah. he's, he's really, really talented in that department. Mm. And I mean, what, what happened to be the biggest challenge for you in season three? Um, yeah, season two, the challenge was the pandemic, really. Yeah. But season three, um, it was quite challenging. But I tell you what, it was probably a bit easier because by season three, um everybody was watching Ted Lasso everybody was interested in being Ted Lasso you know people picked up the phone and they were overjoyed to hear from us when we <laughs> were checking their clients for Ted Lasso and you know we had some amazing people do tapes for us um I mean Jodie Balfour did this incredible tape for Jack and we managed to get her over she you know she stayed for months in London to play this part opposite Juno and you know I'm a fan of hers I think she's an amazing actor we, we I think we were really really lucky to get her um yeah Becky Ann Baker flew over to play um Jason's mom you know she's a real legend um it it, it was challenging but again it was challenging because there were lots of roles and lots of returning people. So I think the challenge was scheduling 
in a way. But the actual casting became easier because people were more interested in the show. Rightly so. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, obviously, characters can evolve over time in terms of inception versus cat and then casting and then it actually going to going to air. And I'm just curious, who were some of those characters that initially like on paper at the beginning were one thing? And then once you sort of found them in their casting bubble, they turned in, into a completely different character. Well, the first person that springs to mind is Nick Mohammed, who plays Nathan Shelley, Nate the Great. Um, when we were casting season one, Jason did tell me about the arc of season one, as in, you know, he becomes a coach. Um, so I knew about that, but I had no idea. Maybe they didn't know. I'm sure they did what he was what he was going to become in season two and I love Nick Mohammed. I think he's absolutely amazing I've followed his career for a while but he's a he's a stand-up character comedian he's done a lot of comedy um on the circuit over here and uh, but he hasn't really done much drama and um so to see that evolve and the way his character spins and the way he's he, he he's doing something he's never done before in season two and and certainly season three. And I, I think he nailed it. And I'm so proud of him. So proud. Hmm. And any other characters like that? Well, Billy Harris, who we were talking about, he came in for, you know, just part of the ensemble. I think he had a two line audition and he had to do it in Welsh because the joke was oh, how many countries are in this country? And he was Welsh. He's actually originally from Essex. <laughs> um, but I said, just put on a Welsh accent. And uh, and then that has evolved, cut to season three, and he's got this fabulous storyline. He's still playing Welsh, poor man. <laughs> <laughs> but he's now got this fabulous storyline um, where, you know, he, he gets to come out and it's all fine. And And I love that. I love that. Um, you know, Jason and the other creatives believed in him, you know, from a two-line role in season one to, you know, Colin. Yeah. Colin in season three, who we all love so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in terms of like working with Jason, can you just talk about sort of that collaboration? Obviously, I mean, getting past your name on from a friend to to do this is obviously a huge honor. And so I'm just wondering what that what that collaboration really looks like. Jason is a really great communicator. He's really good at um, talking through ideas and uh, explaining uh, the arcs of all the characters and what he really wants in somebody. Um, but I suppose the challenges came when he just got busier and busier and it was harder and harder to get hold of him. <laughs> um, poor man, he was really <laughs> just in all places at once. Um, but he managed it so beautifully and um, I feel very grateful to have been in his orbit really just to, just to, just to feed off some of that intelligence and good humor and good nature and soul mm. yeah and talk to me about Sarah Niles one of my favorite characters and how you came across her 
um, because from what I read, her casting story is also um, another interesting one as well, too. Oh, God, what have you read? I've known Sarah for about 20 years. Yeah, you were were her agent. That's absolutely right. I signed her. She was in a one-woman show, and um, there, there were like three people in the audience, and one of them was Mike Lee. And one of them was me. <laughs> and I signed her and then Mike Lee cast her in her film, um, mm. which is really exciting. I mean, and in this one woman show that she did 20 years ago when I was a young agent, um, she played about, I mean, I think it was about 18 characters. And 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 her, it was pitch perfect, the change between each character. Um, she's She's a really amazing actor she she really she really can do everything um but what's really interesting about her portrayal as um Dr Fieldstone is she she really plays it down she really doesn't give all that much away um which I think is really clever in a show like Ted Lasso where you know there are lots of characters um doing their thing and and she's just a very calming cool presence isn't she she's really good she's just brilliant isn't she yeah I wish she was my therapist (laughs) yeah and I think and I think because what because I think when we started casting Dr Sharon we were seeing sort of more young younger women um and uh Jason was like no this isn't working this isn't working and then then he gave me some more notes and he said you know I just want someone with you know someone who's going to sort of just freak Ted Lasso out a bit because she's so confident she's so secure um and so she probably does need to be a bit older and I was like oh I've got just the person for you Jason (laughs) I know exactly who this woman is and uh we talked about her and uh I think he even phoned his mate Sharon Horgan because um uh Sarah and Sharon had been in catastrophe together and and Sharon just agreed with me thankfully (laughs) And, uh, and we went with her. Yeah. I love that piece of casting. And I just, oh, just to speak of Sharon, I love Sharon. Sharon's <laughs> fabulous. Um, yeah, she's but, amazing. But I mean, also looking back, I mean, just at your career and at the show, I mean, you've now created international stars. What do you sort of make of that when you, like, when casting a show, obviously you're just trying to find the right person to fit the right character but I mean what does it feel like to really create these I mean these stars yeah I mean it's like when when Hannah won her Emmy I think the world sort of just like like fell over and it's like a star is born almost in this sense and so what what do you make of all of that I, I still can't get over it honestly it's unbelievable to me but I'm so happy for them all because they're all such nice humans. They're all such lovely people. I'm so happy for Phil Dunster being nominated for an Emmy this year. Mm. I think he's, I think he's just incredible, but all of them, but all of them, I, 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 I'm just, I'm so happy for them. And I really want them to go from strength to strength. And I think they will with a springboard like this show, um, you know, someone like Billy Harris, he was really struggling. He couldn't even get an agent. And then, he gets this lands this amazing gig and his life has changed forever it's just lovely Mm. fantastic Mm. and I mean what's next for you 
Oh, well, unfortunately, because of the strike, the writer's strike and the actor's strike means that it's very quiet in London because, uh, uh, you know, American streamers are kind of our bread and butter. But that's fine. We're just having a low moment and this needs to happen. And I hope it all gets resolved in the right way. Um, but what's next for me? I mean, hopefully there will be some more rings of power. I've also been casting the fabulous Amazon show, Rings of Power, um, which has been really great. We, we finished season two a couple of months ago. Um, and bits and bobs, but it could be busier. It yeah. will it will be after the strikes. We'll get there. We're almost we're I feel like we're on the on a turning point. So um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I, um, feel, I feel confident. And then I mean, final question for you. I mean, when someone walks into your casting office and you give them a piece of advice, what's what's the key piece of advice you give to someone? Um I, t I tend to say don't overthink it because they always are actors always say what can I do to nail this role and I don't we don't have the answers to that but the thing is when you're when you're a casting director there's so many conversations that you've had up to the moment of an actor actually walking into the room that that actor will never know they'll never understand they'll never know all of the creative conversations that we've had so they should just believe in themselves and just do their thing and not overthink it, not try and second guess what we're looking for. Just, just, just do what they feel is, is right. Mm. Yeah. That's simple enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Theo, I want to thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I feel really honored that you asked me. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode. This podcast was hosted and produced by yours truly, Jackson Vickery. But a very special thank you to Sterling Gavinsky for the theme music and to Carly Haney for the artwork. We will see you next time.